Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we talk about life's big stories. From breakups and breakdowns to icky secrets and happy endings, it's the stuff that makes us human. I'm your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S.com. I'd be really grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review because it basically means more people can find the podcast. And I also really love hearing from you. So please do contact me through Instagram at Mumsdays with any of your stories really and, and, you know, how you relate to the episode or even questions that you may want answering. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After with me, Hannah. Uh, today I'm joined with my podcast regular, Chum Chum. <laughs> chum Hello chum. everybody, it's me, the Chum Chum. <laughs> it's Katie. <laughs> oh, Katie, I've had some lovely compliments this week from people. That's nice, about what? Just us chatting about mm. shit. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> We've oh, been nice. like, oh, you popped up on my thing, so I had a listen and it's just really nice hearing... That you're both having a shit time too, because oh, I, I was. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> that are kind of having a shit time, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's kind of fun. Like, I was just having a shower, and I was just thinking, I will look back on this summer and be like, this was really fun. Yeah, we are having fun. We I'm are. definitely having fun. Like, I'm absolutely loving walking around everywhere, the sunshine getting in the sea. Mm-hmm. I'm making everybody come here to see me. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, come to the beach. We'll yeah. get in the sea. We live in the best place. Nobody gets in the sea with me. Mm. I get in the sea with you sometimes. You do, you do. That's not true. I mean, loads of people get in the sea with me, but I mean, the ones that I'm going, come over, we'll get in the sea. They're like, they come and then they go, yeah, I'm not getting, I'm not actually going to get in the sea. That's kind of fair enough, though. It is weird. But I'm like, I've got my towel. <laughs> Why are we not getting in the sea? Okay, fine. I brought trunks for you. <laughs> I'll go in my bra and knickers. You can have my uh, swimming costume. <laughs> um, but no, I'm having a lovely time. But it it does feel a bit wild and yeah. lots of like, yeah. I think that is the life of a co-parent mm. because it's so all or nothing. Yeah. So I had three weeks of having the kids and it was really full on, really, you know, looking after them, making sure you've got enough, I don't know, yogurt in and just like really boring stuff and yeah. making sure you've done the washing. And then as soon as they've left, I feel quite untethered. Yeah. There's loads of stuff going on around here. So there's like the Mouth of the Tyne Festival and just loads of people here. And it's just a really fun time to be like out walking and... yeah. And I guess like, oh, isn't untethered the word for it, you know, like, um, I'm, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sounds crazy. But also it's nice to be untethered. Yeah. Nice to not have any particular place that you have to be, you know? Yeah. Like it doesn't, cause part of me is like, oh, I really must tidy the house or I really mm. need to make sure I've got to the bottom of the washing pile. And then yeah. I'm like, but actually this is my holiday. Yeah. I've just had three weeks of intense. Yeah child rearing Mm -hmm. and you know it's the last few weeks of term and there's like 10,000 things going on Mm. um and then to be like oh I don't have any of these commitments (laughs) yeah you know apart from being really busy at the shop and we've done lots of yoga and I've Mm. been down to the bookshop and supported them with some work and various different groups of friends have all got together for birthday things and that's all awesome yeah Mm -hmm. um but then equally, I just don't want to sit in my house on my own. So I've just no. been out pounding the pavements. 
great though that's a good position to be in i think to be able to just kind of like go okay well i don't have anybody to report to and i don't have anything i've got to do right now you know i'm yeah. gonna go for a walk yeah so that's what i was saying about the whole sea thing and a few weeks ago i was saying like if you've got an urge to do something, I think it's quite important you do it. Mm. Like, if you've got the time to do it, go and do it, because you don't know what the lesson's going to be. Mm, true. <laughs> so that's my thing. I'm like, well, if I want to walk, then I should probably go do that thing mm-hmm. while and, I can. Yeah, and the world loves teaching you lessons at the minute, doesn't it? <laughs> I loves a lesson. So mm-hmm. the lesson this week was I was walking along to go meet um, a friend who was like who I've known for years and years and he was up because the surf's been great this week. Um, so I was walking, sorry, go on. Is the friend a surfer? Yeah, he's yes. a surfer. So mm-hmm. he'd come up in his car and was working from his car and then surfing when he had chance. Mm, cool. Yeah. So I went along to meet him and um, as I was walking there, I was listening to, okay, there's this Beach Boys song, which is like a B-side or something. It's not like one of their Surfing USA or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> And it's called Surf's Up. And it's really long and really melodic and it, like, it goes all over the place and does all sorts of different like crazy harmonies and it's super beautiful. Mm. So I made that into, you know how you can do Spotify radio? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I made that the top one and then got it to just play me a whole bunch of songs. Mm, nice. Um, and all the songs that it chose were like all the songs that I was listening to when I was 16, 17, 18. Mm. Doing my A-levels. I did A-level music. Um, and yeah they were like so every week we would have to get up because we were doing A-level music and perform in front of hundreds of kids kids? well like in assembly sorry vital (laughs) vital detail miss there (laughs) we had to perform in assembly every week yes that makes sense yeah so we all it was a rotor and we had to take it in turn Mm -hmm. to perform in front of all these kids and every now and again you would really fuck it up and it would be massively embarrassing Mm. I bet yeah Mm. and so there was um we had this singing competition and I can't even remember which stage of the year it was in but um we all had to do it it was like you were all gonna have to do it because you're doing a-level music Mm. and I chose to do Mama Cass Dream a Little Dream of Me how nice that's lovely my friend played guitar Mm -hmm. um got up and performed thought it went quite well until something happened in the middle where either I passed out or (laughs) my friend on the guitar did and we just got misaligned and there was a moment of being like I don't know what you're playing and what I'm meant to be singing oh scary did everybody know do you think uh there was no missing it oh oh dear so I don't know how bad it really was like if I could look back and watch it I'd be interested too Mm. that's like an anxiety dream you know you could have dreamt that well it happened to me yeah (laughs) in the flesh Mm. and I was so mortified that I I left as soon as I possibly could and I didn't stay to hear the results or anything yeah and so later on I got a message saying oh you got second place where were you (laughs) but I was like what a pile of shit that is it can't have been as bad as you thought well I think second place or I thought second place meant oh my god that was so embarrassing his your booby prize oh that's sad 
world. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they've gone, oh, well done for trying. That was so bad, but well done for trying. But now, yeah, listening to it mm. this week, so it came up on this Spotify playlist and mm. I was like reliving yeah. in great detail this Mama Cass moment. Although I did pull off the whistle at the end. Oh, well done. Thank you. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> so fucked up in the middle and then I was like, but I will still whistle at the end because that's what I've practiced. I'd like to hear a bit. Can you do any right now? <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with the milkman. I am very good at whistling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's part of the uh, job district description. Can you whistle? Yes, you can work for the milkman. Endless talents. Oh, I know. Mm. Uh, where was I? <laughs> I can't remember, sorry. <laughs> so You got the booby prize. I got the booby prize, yes. Yeah, so I was walking along t- on Wednesday and I was like listening to this song and rethinking about that whole process of like what it actually means to stand up and be seen to fail. Mm. Yeah. And why... I took it so badly that I had to leave Mm. instead of being like, yeah, I messed it up. It doesn't really matter. At least I tried. And it can't have been that bad if you still got second place. Mm. (laughs) I don't think it was. I think I was a good singer at the time and I probably did a good job, but I still Mm. think he was like, I got it because I messed up rather than because I was good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But equally... So fucking what? Mm. I know. Well, it doesn't matter. So that was like yeah. my epiphany this week was, I think it's important for us just to keep trying stuff. Yeah. And to keep messing up and to allow the people that we love in our lives to see us fail. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it happens that, to everybody. Yeah, it really mm. does. And someone can go, yeah, that happened to me and tell you their story. And you can kind of bond over the fact that we're messing up all the time, but at least we're trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know, I feel like it's um, the most valuable connections that you get with people are over some sort of shared horror, you know? <laughs> like, it can it can really bond you to a person, you're right. Mm. Yeah, it's like... I mean, uh, and, and interestingly, when I arrived and I saw my friend, I was like, I told him about this. But then we were also talking about the idea of secrets. Ooh, Interesting. And how it's all right to also have secrets. Mm-hmm. Yes. As opposed to, like, so hiding your your failure and your shame. So, yeah, it's, like, such an interesting balance between, like, what's a secret and it's fine. Because he was saying that he had a friend who'd come out on Instagram as being into kink or something. Right, okay. I'm finally out. I like kinky stuff. And it's, like, that's the least, that's, like, unattractive now. Yeah. That's not kinky anymore because you've come out and said you're kinky. Yeah. Weird also. Like, on his on his personal Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, like, it's a funny one. Like, how much do you want to be like, these are the failures of my life, and how much do you want to be like, I'm going to keep that part of me back and a secret? Yeah. I think the more you share, the better, really. <laughs> Well, that's how I feel. Yeah. But then there are certain things that I'm not going to discuss with you on the podcast. Not true, yeah. <laughs> not many, yeah. let's be fair, but like, you Yeah, 
And I'm not going to list them now. I'm not going to tell you about this. I'm not gonna... <laughs> well, and I think there's a massive difference between like telling a friend in a bonding moment and sharing yes. it publicly online. You that know, is coming true. out as with your kinks on Instagram, weird. Talking to oh, somebody about your kinks. That must be the different definition. Not so weird. Yeah, it's like what is like obviously we're doing this quite publicly and talking about how we feel mm. and I love the idea that somebody like people that have messaged me this week being like thank you for talking about that because I'm feeling that way too yeah. mm-hmm. but it's where does it cross over to that just should be a one-to-one sharing of your failure mm-hmm. I think you know though I think like you obviously know what you would and wouldn't talk about publicly I do as well like it's just what you're comfortable with mm. and I think I'm very much an oversharer like some things I think people would be like oh my god why are you talking about that publicly on the internet but like I don't mind <laughs> so it's to do with yeah your I think boundaries. it's to do with what you mind yeah I think mm. Brene Brown talks about this actually in one of her books I can't remember mm. one of the million things that I've listened to by Brene Brown she talks about Because obviously she shares her stories of shame and her stories Mm -hmm. of things, but she says she only shares them once she's processed it. Yeah, that's true. Because if it could be triggering or lead to like your own sort of um, struggle, yeah, then it's not worth it, is it? You know, like the share hangover. Do you remember when we first started doing this? We were like, (laughs) oh my god, I've got such a sharing hangover, a vulnerability hangover. I think that's what she calls it. Yeah, yeah. And it's but part of that wasn't because we said anything bad it was because we were getting used to speaking publicly that's true yeah that's true and yeah I think like you go into like you kind of almost don't really know what you're talking about (laughs) like obviously we have specific things that we're going to talk about when we record a podcast but you can't remember afterwards can you so it's like what have I actually spoken about what did I say Mm. but I think but I've never like spoken about something that I really didn't mean to you know like Mm. I think when you've got those boundaries they're like within you you know like you know what you're going to talk about and what you're not and if you're sharing something in private with somebody that you know is something that you wouldn't normally share you would make it clear to them yeah yeah I think it's yeah I think Mm. it's okay to have um things like a a set I guess so you've got stuff that you talk about publicly on the internet stuff that you talk would only talk about with friends and stuff you're never going to share with anybody and I think that's okay yeah Mm. Mm. okay cool 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 so the next thing okay so we've put here to talk about self-compassion yoga stuff that I've been working on um and I think that's why so yeah, I've got a yoga teacher called Jambo and we, he's been on the show and each week or each fortnight we meet and work on different things. And a lot of the stuff at the moment is around filling, it's like, it's filling your heart with the love you feel for others. And I guess trying to channel that to yourself mm-hmm. so that to help you kind of just, I guess it's just really helping you accept who you are yeah Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and what and even things like what you look like yeah Mm -hmm. so we've done this exercise involving a mirror where you kind of look at yourself and every time you start feeling critical Mm -hmm. you go back to your heart and you can't go back to the people that you truly love the people that you really were briefed for channel that feeling and then look again Mm, how interesting and it's after we did that 
that I then had the moment the next day with the whole mama cussing and being like, I could look at that incident with fresh eyes. Mm, mm-hmm. It just seems so weird that Spotify would bring me that memory via yeah. the means of song. Because that's when you actually needed some self-compassion. Yeah, mm. and to look back at it and be like, oh, quite proud that I would even get up. And I continued to, you know, do things like open mic nights and stuff like afterwards, even though Good. I'd had that kind of experience. Mm. Mm. It shouldn't put you off that. So I think, you know, at yoga we'll probably be doing a lot more compassion-based things for this month because it feels like a really good thing to be doing. It seems, it's like super important. Are there many people out there that have high self-esteem? <laughs> Do you mean low uh, self-esteem? No, I mean, I mean everybody's got low self-esteem, don't okay, they? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, like everybody needs to work on that a little bit. I think so, mm. and just being a bit less critical. Yeah. Yeah. And it works as well. It does. I think once you can start to feel that feeling, because a lot of the stuff we do with Jambo is all about breathing into your heart. Like there's so much to do with it. And when you think of an area, mm-hmm. when you're breathing, the oxygen goes there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. You, you... I'm still trying to make sense of all of like the spiritual side of what I do and making it make sense in my head for what I believe in. Mm. But that does make sense to me that if you were going to breathe somewhere as important as your heart, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like good yeah. things are going to come from it. Yeah. Um, the mind and the body are incredible things. I think they, they are. Really are. May I tell you a new story? Oh, please do. About using my mind and my body. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where are we going with this? So I am single. Oh, really? <laughs> I am. And... I am really struggling with the overwhelming aspect of the dating app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It becomes a bit like uh, you go on and there's a flurry of activity and it's mm. quite hard to be like discerning or even working out who you like and you can get a bit caught up in... Yeah. Just trying not to be rude and keeping in touch with certain people and... D- trying to work out if you like them or not and all that kind of stuff so I'd come off dating apps entirely Mm -hmm. and I was like I just want to meet somebody the old-fashioned way yeah Mm -hmm. um it's fair enough yeah so we talked quite a few times about Claire Venus who we'll talk about again later Mm -hmm. and her the work she did with Jambo because she also knows him Mm -hmm. around relationship ethics Yes. So I've been really trying to think about what it is I actually am looking for and what I want. Um, And I've distilled it, or I thought I had anyway, distilled it down to Bandit Healer. Right. Who is Bluey's dad. Yeah. In In Bluey. In Bluey. Yeah. My favourite TV show of all time. Mm -hmm. The single version, (laughs) obviously. Yes. And Nick Cave. Yes. Slash Mm -hmm. Paul McCartney. Slash Paul McCartney, right? Okay. And the reason I chose those two is because they are famously massively in love with their wives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a right. bit like, you know, they're very talented, they're musicians, they're a bit deep thinkers, mm. very interesting. Like, you know, I love Nick Cave's yeah. newsletter and go it on is about fantastic. it all the time. Yeah. But yeah, there's something about them, but I also really like the fun side of. Bluey's dad and the fact that he steps up and he plays with his kids and he's 
is also quite is devoted mm, yeah devoted to the whole idea of family so I was like this is what I'm looking for and that's kind of what I was embodying on Friday so after yoga I always go for a walk to try and like clear my head afterwards and um do something for myself and so I walked down like a really long way down the coast channeling this sort of energy and there's a big festival going on at the moment so I went there and met some friends and then as I was coming out of the bay a guy was like you're gorgeous <laughs> smooth because <laughs> the other thing about the thing that I wanted was I wanted them to come to me yeah as I, I want this version of a person to come to me yeah and to be totally devoted and into me and right. this guy appears mm-hmm. um and I went to the loo and he was kind of like still hovering around afterwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and we're in King Edward's Bay which is really low down and you've got 10,000 steps to walk up yeah, to do. get out yeah and he went can I walk up the steps with you right okay this mm-hmm. is 10 o'clock at night mm. okay but he's sober. Right, okay. So I'm sober too, so this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he's got an accent. He's South African. Right. So I'm like, maybe this is normal for South African people, but weird for British people, because that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. So walked up the stairs, and then he was like, I really like you. Can I have your number when we get to the top? Mm. I was like, oh my God, is this bandit slash Nick Cave? Did he look like a cartoon dog or a rock star at all? No. Is Bluey a cartoon dog? Yes. Yeah, okay. Mm. No. Okay. So physically he wasn't what I would necessarily go for. Maybe I wasn't mm-hmm. being specific enough. <laughs> to the universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I gave him my number and then we, yeah. We met yesterday for a coffee. Interesting. And have it's have, not no, no good. Sad, sadly, not what I want. But you know, when you're like, is this it? Yeah, yeah. But I think I'd be really wary of that. But like, how are you meant to meet people? How are you meant to one? know? Like, it's wary. Like, why are you not wary about meeting weirdos off the internet? What do you mean? I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean if you've met them on a dating app? Yes, yeah. I understand now. I, mm, okay, so I thought <laughs> you just meant like in general. I am wary of it. No, I actually am wary of that now that I come to think of it. Um, but also, like, it's become the more accepted way of doing these things and I don't necessarily think that that means that it's the right way to do that. But then I also think... Like, somebody with the balls to, like, come up to you and say, you're gorgeous, can I get your number? It makes me think, like, um, you know, maybe they do that all the time. Or, like, yeah, they there is that. They're too, like, that they're, you know, God's gift. You know, there's a lot of men like that, isn't there? Um, I don't know, it would it would raise alarm bells for me, but perhaps that's not, like you're right, there could have been a cultural difference there. Maybe and you I might do have been quite the one like for that you. kind of confidence. Yeah, yeah. I, know I do that, like yeah. that. I yeah. like somebody who is going to be like, "Oh, you look good. I really want to be near you." Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I want that kind of assurance. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's got to be a balance. Like that was probably too much. Too much. Yeah. So I'm guessing that was another lesson from the universe. Good old universe. Um. 
but there is like the more I'm walking around the more I'm kind of meeting people and interacting in new ways and yeah mm -hmm. yeah so maybe it's not him but it's a uh... do you know what was else was weird about the meeting with him what? we went to two different pubs and mm. in both of them that song I don't even know who it's by but it goes here comes your man yeah mm -hmm. That played in both of the places. It's the Pixies. The Pixies. That. Mm -hmm. um, that's weird. Yeah, but he wasn't the man. I he don't think wasn't he wasn't the man. man but but I'm maybe he's coming. It was yeah. Maybe mm. Frank Black's your man. I'm a big Pixies fan. You see, and Frank Black's the lead singer, and he's. Um... Is he knocking around? Is he singing? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Is he not a hundred? <laughs> he is a hundred. Yeah. I don't want mm. a one hundred year old. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then, not him. Yeah. But another one, yeah, maybe. I think you gotta take it easy. You I know? do, I think I need to slow down. Mm. It's just, just, like they say that these things, like I know this is really frustrating and it's not the kind of thing that I would be able to sit back and do either, but they say that these things come at you when you stop looking, you know? See, that's the thing as well, like I, I'm trying not to look. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you've come off the dating apps. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe not for long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was on Match.com. Yeah. But I'd never set it up. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'd set it up, but then discovered that you have to pay in order to do anything on it. Mm. So lots of people were, like, liking me. Yes. But, but I you couldn't can't see them. Mm -hmm. So I may have had a little look on there. I mean, I think it really doesn't hurt to try them all. It's just like the only thing that you've got to be mindful of is that I think it can have a really bad effect on your mental health if you spend too much time on these things, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's only for now anyway, because, you know, on come Tuesday, I'm going to have my kids back anyway and we'll be very yeah. busy. Ruben's already on holiday and, mm. you know, we've got plans with friends. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I can see anybody anyway. No, true. So having a little dabble. Yeah, I don't Having a little yeah. look. We'll There's be no fine. with that, yeah. And I've had so much fun with, like, my friends this weekend as well. Yeah. And meeting new friends and going in the sea with new friends and doing yoga with them. And, mm. yeah, there's loads going on. Like, mm. I'm not bothered. I'm not feeling lonely. Yeah, good. Which is nice. Like, I'm not doing it from, I need you to be near me. It can make me feel better. It's just a, it would be quite nice. To yeah. meet the one. Mm. I know what you mean. I'm a sucker for them as well. I've been doing a lot of thinking at the minute about like um love and the fact that we prioritize love. <laughs> love. <laughs> and the fact that we prioritize like love for your partner and your children and things above everything else, you know, whereas I think there can be just as meaningful love between like you and your friends, you and your hobbies. You oh yeah pets. so over the course of the time that my kids haven't been here probably 10% of the time has been thinking about love yeah mm -hmm. um and then the rest of the time I've been spending time with the sea I saw a freaking whale that's amazing so I went and sat on I've got this little rocky area that I sit and meditate sometimes um so I went and sat there the second I sat down two dolphins Mm -hmm. went past at close range yeah and then when i stood up to leave it's really high up it's quite scary yeah it's you're like scary, right yeah. on the edge and you can like it's right far down 
And I saw a whale come past. Oh, it's amazing. And I was like, did I imagine that? And then I looked again, and it came up again just really slowly. That's bucket list stuff there. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, I'm spending lots of time walking and being with the sea and being with friends. So I would definitely say it's not consuming me. No good, yeah. Because I think you can get just as much gratification from... Your love of nature and your love of your friends. Yeah. And you can love of anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you get the odd meet cute with random strangers... <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> embrace it. See mm. what happens. It's yeah. good for your podcast yep. if you have Nothing... one. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad We always say it. that, don't we? Yeah. I'm like, shall I go on a date with this weirdo that's come up to me? And we're like, no, that'd be good for a podcast. Yeah. I like always want to say no. I'm like, no, no, you shouldn't do that. No. But then before I've had a chance to do that, we come out with, be good for the podcast though. Mm. And it normally is. Yeah. Mm. Experience. It's interesting to see what comes up and what, like something that seems like an opportunity might not be the opportunity or the lesson that you wanted all mm. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's the sum total of where I'm at this week. Mm-hmm. But I did want to tell you something cool, Katie, about our sponsors. Oh, how exciting! So for the next three episodes, we have got um, sponsorship from a brand new podcast, Ooh. and it's with the lovely Claire Venus. Oh, love Claire Venus. Who like. My other love of the last eight weeks, along with the sea, has been just connecting with Claire because mm-hmm. she's just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she got in touch to say, could she sponsor us? Mm-hmm. Because obviously she's establishing her new podcast, which is called Company of Two. Mm-hmm. And she is doing it with her friend, Laura Oldfield. And what is so lovely about it, so there's been three episodes so far, and obviously I've listened to them. Mm-hmm. But they, the whole premise of the podcast is around business owners. Mm-hmm. So you start life out as a company of one if you run your own business. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when motherhood happens? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that sounds great. It's like living vicariously through them. Because I, I feel like I got to this once I had kids. Yeah. But the whole like both of them were doing like incredible jobs you know for themselves Mm. before they had kids and then we all do this you have a kid and you're like it'll just be the same as it was before (laughs) yeah and then all of a sudden you have a baby Mm. but you still have a business to run yeah so the last episode, well, sorry, the middle, there's like an introductory episode that kind of introduces them and their story. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, they're talking about that moment that they become mothers mm-hmm. and it kind of dawns on you that something has to change. Yeah. And then trying to shoehorn this like balance of this total love for this incredible career that they both created. So Laura's a, a singer and she's a teacher and... Like a proper professional on stage opera type singer. Mm-hmm. And Claire's been doing incredible, like, um, creative work for a very long time, including massive festivals and like running all these different things that require funding and just loads of time. And then all of a sudden, it's like, <sighs> it's just this realization that babies, a baby has come and it, your life just can't be the same again. Yeah. But, and how do you balance that with mm-hmm. your 
drive and your ambition because the other thing that happens when you have a baby is you suddenly become crazy creative yeah I like both children that I had I did really weird things as soon as I had a baby that was like unsustainably crazy (laughs) involving business and stuff like that and you're like "Mm, this this can't carry on I'm gonna something's gonna die and it'll probably be me yeah um so yeah just that realization that you you love what you do but then you also have this new thing that you like you just can't get your head around how much that is going to change your life yeah so Mm -hmm. if they're covering all of these different things and how they're um, managing balance and just being super honest yeah oh that sounds great i can't wait to listen to that Mm. so you should have everybody go and have a listen Mm -hmm. um where can i find it so it's company of two dot substack dot com lovely and the other Mm. thing about it is they've got Within Substack, I really need to get one. Like, yeah, you probably I am do. Yeah, so behind with this, but within Substack, once you join the group, there's like um, different threads you can join in conversations, and they're looking for people to get involved as well. So it's a great platform. Can't wait to listen to their podcast. Sounds good. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Head there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Thank you as ever for deep diving into my love life and. <laughs> Deciding I'm crazy. Yeah, can't wait to see who comes up next day. Oh my god. Mm. (laughs) It'll be great. It'll be fine. I'll be in love by next week. She will. (laughs) Bye Bye, everyone. (laughs) All right then. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you again next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah. It would be amazing if you could leave a review and subscribe. And of course, if you've got a friend who might enjoy this episode, please do pass it on. For anything else, you can get in touch with me through Instagram at mumsdays or by my website, uh, mumsdays.com. And did you know that I've got a newsletter? So it's the best way to stay in touch and to make sure you don't miss any podcasts or any freebies or competitions that we're running. And again, you can sign up to that through the website.